I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Tuesday, November 23rd, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have reached the final week of the regular season, which means it's probably the last weekend where recruits can hit the road and experience those big game day atmospheres. And what's bigger than Ohio State versus Michigan in the big house? We've got Sam Webb. He is the Michigan insider over at 247sports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at SamWebb77. Let's get into it, Sam. How pumped are you for this week? It's going to be, I think, a good way to end the regular season. Oh, man, it's this is if I don't care if you're a fan or someone in the media or just, you know, I'm a Michigan a, fan. A neutral like myself, right? No, like or just or neutral, just just a sports fan. This is how you want it to be, right? Two of the blue bloods of college football and arguably, you know, depending on your perspective, I guess it's not arguable around here that it's the biggest rivalry in college football. Uh, a game between Michigan and Ohio State for all the marbles, man. Two top five teams. You, you just that's what you what you want. That's what everyone wants to see. And that's what we're going to get. I'm a West Coast guy. I'm in I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. I went to UCLA. So, you know, USC, UCLA holds a special place in my heart. But I wake up and I make my coffee on, on Saturday during the Ohio State Michigan game uh, or that that day. And I'm just looking forward to, to watching it. No matter what time of the day it is, I'm going to clear my schedule. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people across the country. And for recruits specifically, I think even if you don't have a ticket and if you don't have an invite and you're not going to make it to the stadium, you're going to make time to sit in front of your TV to watch this game because especially this year, it seems like these two schools have been on that trajectory and they've been on on kind of this collision course. And although one might be recruiting a little bit better than the other one, and, and that would be Ohio State right now in the rankings, Michigan, right. nothing to really kind of bat an eye for either. I mean, they're building a top 20 class. It's a rebound year for Jim Harbaugh. I think we've all understood that he's built some momentum and built some trust again with that with that fan base and and, and kind of with the culture around that program. But with recruits specifically, it seems like we have seen more recruits, especially nationally, looking at Michigan as a serious and, and viable option. Have you felt that with this 2022 class? I certainly have. I think as the season has, it's important to note, it's as the season has gone on. When Jim Harbaugh signed his extension, hires a new staff, I think that there there are a good number of prospects who who sort of believed in the vision, right? So, and you you sort of saw the bounce with those guys immediately, uh, you know, five, ten of them. But then the the rest of the class, the rest of the guys, really wanted to see it unfold a little bit. And as you uh, as you got into fall camp and and certainly the first few games, you you started to see momentum pick up with a with a few guys that just wanted to see it. And so now, you know, Michigan wins a few games, they get on a roll. Uh, that starts to 
show recruits that the vision is production, that it's, it's not something that's abstract. It's actually here right now. And so that's what I think is, is different. You know, some of the guys that Michigan was on maybe in the late spring, early summer, uh, no offense to those guys, but they, are, they were able to recruit past. The, 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 the reach was extended because now – you know, your Kenneth Grants, for instance, here in the Midwest who had Ohio State and Wisconsin and liked Michigan in the summer, but he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is going to look like. He saw him a couple of times early in the season. It's like, okay, I can go to Michigan, and he commits to Michigan over both of those schools. So that's kind of how it is. And when you look at Damani Jackson and that recruitment now from out your way, Blair, I, I really think that he's a guy much like that. You know, been looking at Michigan for a while. And now that his he's decommitted from SC, uh, he's really looking at Michigan to show him something. Uh, you know, show him something that lets him know that coming to Michigan, he can compete at the level that he knows he'll compete at if he goes to Bama. Yeah. When, when the tide shifts and you're in that different echelon and you, you've raised your tier in terms of what you're doing on the field, it puts you in a different level and a stratosphere with other recruits. And Damani Jackson is the perfect example, right? Uh, committed to USC early on, seemed like you know he was trying to stay home and, and it, it was kind of looking for an excuse just to stay home. Obviously, his relationship with uh, interim head coach Dante Williams has been a big draw for the Trojans. He recently decommitted from USC earlier this month and, and he just took that official visit to Alabama. I know really likes it there, but Michigan has been a childhood favorite program. And he's been there a, a number of times. And when we look at the crystal ball over at 247sports.com, I remember a time when Michigan was getting a lot of considerable buzz with Damani Jackson, the five-star corner from modern day who has offers from all over the country. But I think when you look at what they've done on the field this season, it gives him, like you mentioned, a, a clear understanding that if he goes there, he has an opportunity to make an impact on a team that is clearly on the upward trajectory. But in regards to this week specifically against Ohio State with all those top tier receivers and, you know, coming off of 460 some yards that CJ Stroud just put on Michigan State, it's one of those opportunities that, that is lining up perfectly for Jim Harbaugh when it comes to Damani Jackson. Come here, make an impact, play in some of these big games. Yes, I think all of those things are true. But if he's going to leave the West Coast, leave California, and now that's pretty much inevitable. He's a, a mid-year guy. I think that the timeline for SC filling, you know, filling its vacancy was a factor in the decision because I, I think he liked the idea of playing at home. I think he liked the idea of playing for a coach that he got very close with in Dante Williams. But could he really be certain that Dante Williams would, would be around, right? I mean, could he really be certain that the head coach that was hired would be a head coach that he could really get behind, whose vision he believed was going to carry USC into the future? That's just a lot to bank your future on. But if he's going to leave home, he wants to leave home to win championships. And, and you know who has developed more DBs and won more championships than Bama. It's a given, right? So he goes there on a visit and sees everything that he wants to see, everything that could be compelling when it comes to going, you know, a thousand miles away from home. Now, what Michigan has to its advantage relationships, you know, guys on the team, 
uh, present and future from Darion Green Warren to Will Johnson, who's going to be there uh, next year. Relationships that have been forged, uh, his his would-be position coach and Steve Klinkscale is a Youngstown guy, a Youngstown, Ohio guy, which is where his dad is from. Uh, that's that's someone that they can identify with and who's been working feverishly to build that relationship over time since he got to Michigan. And cannot be forgotten that he grew up a Michigan fan. His dad from Youngstown, Ohio, is a huge Michigan fan and raised Damani to be the same. So you have that boyhood affinity. You have the relationships. But, I mean... Can you do you know that Michigan's going to be able to compete for championships? And ordinarily, you look at one game and say it won't swing a recruitment, Blair. Uh, but this is one of those unique circumstances where I think it can. Because if Michigan can show, uh, of course, if they beat Ohio State, but even if it's a close game and not conceding that, I'm sure Michigan isn't. Even if it's a close game, you're showing them or showing him that you are at that level, that you can compete at that level. You get run off the field again then how far away are you? I mean, that that's not something that I think he would sign up for. So this reminds me of Zach Harrison's recruitment uh, back in 2018 or 19 or whenever it was. Michigan was right there with Ohio State. Uh, he's 19 and the game happens. Michigan gets destroyed in that contest. And I remember talking to someone in that circle who said, man, I can't go to Michigan and lose, right? If I want to leave Columbus, I can't go there and lose and I think it's the same thing with Damani. I can't go across the country and not compete for championships. I can stay at home and have a good career, but I want to compete for championships and get developed. You know that's going to happen at Bama. Michigan has to show and make it happen in Ann Arbor, too. Very interesting point. And fans always bring that up, right? Like, if we win this game, will we get so-and-so recruit? And it doesn't really apply ever. I always dismiss it and I say, hey, like, it's body of work. It's really kind of judging the resume as a whole or maybe looking at the trajectory of, of, you know, what the program is doing. But this is a very unique case and it's late in the game, right? We're less than a month to go into the early signing period. And I think right now, Damani Jackson is gathering the final no bits of information and what better way for Michigan to make that impression than against Ohio State. We are joined by Sam Webb. He is the Michigan insider over at 247sports.com. We're going to get into a, a few of the other expected visitors and, and the list will continue to be compiled. It's early on in the week and, and make sure you head on over to the Michigan insider over at 247sports.com later this week for a full rundown of what we're expecting in Ann Arbor this weekend. But three official visitors as we record this, Sam. Let's start off with Dion Walker. Uh, he's a defensive lineman, a four-star prospect from uh, this state of Michigan, so an in-state local product. Uh, what's your feeling on on him and Michigan's shot at, at Dion Walker? Yeah, man, this is an interesting one because I, I think in the early going, Michigan was a huge, huge favorite, considered being rightfully so. I mean, it, Detroit Cast Tech has long been a stronghold for Michigan. You know, the head coach, the former head coach there was a Michigan alum. He is now uh, the recruiting guy at Michigan State. And obviously with NCAA rules, can't go up there. But I think when when that, when he left, I think the part of your plug to that school leaves. I think there were some some openings and some avenues for other schools to maybe get other colleges to maybe get more entrenched in that recruitment. Uh, you had, I think, you know, one of his close friends in the in the class, Michigan sort of parted ways with him. Uh, and I think that was another element in, in maybe opening the door a little more. 
Uh, and then, of course, you had him getting out on some visits that really broadened his horizons. I think Kentucky uh, is very prominent in that mix, maybe most prominent, but he had a good visit to, to Georgia as well. And I, I think those schools are players for, for Deion Walker, but this is not one that Michigan was going to concede. He is a big, big sort of high potential guy who has just who is just scratching the surface of what he can be. And what I mean by that is when I first saw Deion, he was maybe 6'5", 6'6", 340 plus, maybe 350. He has since trimmed down to the 320s. If he plays his college career at 305, 310 uh, with his mobility, he could be really good. He'll remind you physically with his length and ability to move. And I'm not saying he's going to be this guy, Blair. I understand that. But Calais Campbell. I mean, that, that's who, at his size, at the high school level, he moves like. Now, he has some development to do, but that's why, if you're a Michigan, you aren't letting this guy go in your backyard. He has a lot of development to do to get to that level, but you can certainly see that potential. And so, Michigan working feverishly, keep him home. Anytime you get him on campus at this point to stave off the relationship building that other schools have done is a huge one. That's why when Michigan had him on, on campus last week for an unofficial, it's huge. Get him on campus this week is huge. And I would I'd be willing to bet that they'd have him on campus another time before the early signing period. Every time you get him on campus is a big deal for Michigan. And I think they're going to do everything in their power to be in his face as much as possible leading up to the early signing period. Yeah. And speaking of scratching the surface of that potential, how about Ethan Burke, the uh, other uh, defensive lineman or, or edge rusher, as you can maybe call him, 6'7", 225 out of Austin, Texas, a mini Aiden Hutchinson, maybe from a from a physique standpoint already in high school. And uh, we know that Michigan's going to be able to develop defensive linemen. Um, you know, what's the latest with the Wolverines and, and Ethan Burke and kind of the relationship that they've been building? Yeah, first trip. First trip to Ann Arbor. This is one that the Wolverines have have really kind of come on with here recently. Uh, you know, the edge guy for a long time is a guy who just committed to Tennessee, uh, Josh Josephs. Right for a long time, we thought he was going to be the edge guy. But what you what you notice is in this particular recruiting cycle, Blair, maybe more than any since I've been covering recruiting, which is a long time, that the senior season, the senior film. It speaks louder than it has before because last year was lost to so many coaches in, in terms of being able to see guys, being able to scout guys. So if you have a big senior year, you can really bust out. So here this guy is, Ethan Burke, like you said, 6'7", 225, 40 tackles, 10 for loss, 7 sacks, 9 quarterback hurries, 6 batted balls. They're like, man, this dude has really blown up. So Michigan, they get on the horn and they're like, hey, you know what? Why don't you come on out and check us out? And it's Jim Harbaugh. It's Jim Harbaugh calling up to show to show that interest. And so right now you have a unique opportunity as far as your sales pitch is concerned to really flash the best defensive end tandem in the country. And I think that's a compelling argument to a lot of guys, especially a guy like Ethan Burke, who I believe can really see a lot of himself in Aiden Hutchinson. You get him on campus where he can see Aiden Hutchinson in, per in person, I think that's the kind of thing that can maybe put you over the top with a young man like this. What an easy sell that would be, right? Hey, you can be that guy over there. He He's probably going to be a top five NFL draft pick. 
Michigan obviously has a lot to work with there with with Ethan Burke. Another player who has seen a rise in, in not only his recruitment, but also his stock with, with a really, really impressive senior season is Zeke Barry. He's a four-star prospect from De La Salle up in Northern California, who you got a chance to see earlier this season in person. And this is a player who's the number one player in the Bay Area and continues to, to really make impressions on whoever lays eyes whoever lays eyes on him because he's so dynamic he's a playmaker he's electric uh he plays i think at a different pace than a lot of different players and and what what i mean by that is it just seems like the game is moving very slowly for him and he's always a step or two ahead of the action and i think that's what really stands out about zeke barry and for him to get out there for the ohio state game i think also shows that significant interest in in michigan yeah man this one Michigan has been on it's so different from Ethan Birkin that they've been on Zeke Berry. I know he's late emerging as a you know a top hundred guy, right? I know I think it was you guys as maybe uh, two rankings updates ago now or maybe one that he shot up to I believe it's like number sixty two or sixty three, and, and and Michigan was among those. Uh, maybe like some of our guys who are doing the, this guy. Michigan was among those who were they were sort of wait. It was a wait and see. Let's see how he. He looks in his senior campaign, and uh, I mean, man, you see a few games of game film, and it's like, man, this dude is an absolute ball player that could be very much like Dax Hill in how you use him because he's he's a guy that could come up and be physical in the run game. I watched him be an active and effective blitzer at the game that I went to. He has great range as a safety. Then I watched him on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he made you know, big plays. I think he had two 20 plus yards or three 25 plus runs, uh, 25 plus yard runs at running back. He threw a couple of 30 yard passes. He caught a pass as well for a long game. He is just a plus athlete with a high football IQ uh, and a, a guy who they said they would get his hands on the ball too. And I just, I think he sees the opportunity to, to really raise his profile, not just as a you know, not just as a defender, but an all-around football player at Michigan in much the way they did, they're doing with, with Dax Hill and the versatility in which they play him with. And then a, a guy that's been mentioned, Jabril Peppers. I mean, I think all of those names are resonate and you have a plug in Matt Gutierrez, who's a De La Salle guy who really helped get the ball rolling. So I think it's Michigan and Oregon, Blair, for, for Zeke Berry. And the advantage that Oregon has had until now is that he's been on campus. I think that's the only edge. I, I think that's a much bigger edge than proximity. And then that's an edge that is going to soon be nullified when he makes his way to campus. If this visit goes well, I think Michigan gets Zeke Barry. Zeke Barry, a former commit to Arizona, so was already resigned to leaving uh, kind of the, the, the Pacific line there in, in the Bay Area and, and obviously now making his way across the country to check out the Wolverines this weekend against Ohio State. Sam, before we go, Michigan right now, number 17 as we record this nationally in the composite team recruiting rankings, number three among Big Ten schools. And the early signing period is just around the corner. It's less than a month away, a few weeks away. What's left on the board? What should fans be looking for when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and his pursuit of some of these prospects as we make that last dash? Well, Josh Connerly, for sure. Josh Connerly is a huge, huge target for Michigan. He is pushing his decision out past the new year. 
Uh, he's already been on an official visit. Uh, he had talked about coming back for the Ohio State game, but will not be in attendance because he's taking his official visit to Oregon. But I think that Michigan, they have done a great job relationship building with him. You have multiple levels from Courtney Morgan, who really, their Michigan's director of player personnel, who really came in and fortified uh, the connection to him. That was kind of there. I think Sharon Moore, who is one of the top recruiters in the country, uh, but he was new to being the offensive line coach. His first year as an offensive line coach at Michigan. Uh, so there, there was that. I think they really liked him personally, uh, but I think that there had to be some 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 bridge building there. Sharon had been doing a good job with that. You add Courtney to it, and again, it puts you on another level. And then you have, I mean, he is he is a guy who has a lot of respect for a Rainier Beach guy named Jamal Crawford who's a longtime NBA guy who played at Michigan for a time and has spoken highly of Michigan. And he had a great visit to Michigan back in September. So, And I think he's really liked the path of the offensive line this season. So the Wolverines have a lot to sell. I think that he really likes them a lot. Uh, but it's going to be a dogfight here down the stretch. I think Oklahoma is prominent in that equation, too. So a lot of battling to do for Josh Connerly. I'm also thinking that the Wolverines aren't done checking out other recruiting classes. There's a, a couple of five stars out there that I'm hearing they're still trying to loosen up from, from other schools. So keep an eye out for that. Just a little little plug, a little tease for us over at the MichiganInsider.com. We're tracking, and Michigan's really chasing a few other guys, and, and those the interest is being reciprocated. So we'll see if they can get a guy or two on campus here uh, before the early signing period to see how that goes. It is spatula season, as our guy Steve Wolfong likes to call it. And a very interesting Jamal Crawford name drop there. Six man uh, and notoriously uh, a big time player off the bench in the NBA. Not off the bench, our own Sam Webb. He is the Michigan Insider at 24-7 Sports. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the week. Enjoy Thanksgiving. And enjoy the big game this weekend. It's going to be a blast to, to watch from a distance. And it's going to be awesome to follow all the recruiting stuff that comes off of this week all right blair hey man appreciate it man always fun all right that is sam webb you can follow him on twitter at sam webb 77 remember if you like the show please help us out give us those five stars subscribe and leave a review for sam webb and our super producer lance glenn i am blair angulo thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.